I signed it for 50, 50,000. All right. Let's yeah. go, Christina. Nice. Yeah. Christina, welcome to uh, this interview and thank you for taking time to talk with me. Excited yeah, to talk to you because uh, you've got a successful deal. And what I love about this deal we're going to talk about is it's luxury. It's high end. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, if you know me at all, I like luxury. I don't talk about it a whole lot because um, for a lot of people, it feels out of reach, maybe out of touch from mm-hmm. what they can accomplish. But you're living proof that you know luxury is no different than the lower mid-range prices. It's just more zeros, but uh, many markets have <laughs> higher-end properties, and there's a buyer in the market for those high-end properties. And yeah. it's just a different type of property to understand. And when you understand how luxury works, then it's really not that much different than doing you know normal real estate that that we call. Right. So again, welcome, Christina. Tell us a little bit about you, where you're from, uh, how you got started and and we'll go from there. Yeah, I'm from Long Island, New York. Um, I quite a journey coming to real estate. Actually, my husband has been in the industry. He's been an agent for for years. So I was hand in hand just seeing a lot of what he did. Never really was involved in it, but I got to see a lot. So I do, I guess, have a little bit more of an upper hand going into this. Um, because I saw a lot firsthand and, um, I grew up higher, like in like the upstate area of New York, but then I moved to Long Island when I got married. And when I was in school for physical therapy, I finished graduated, but I knew that wasn't something I wanted to do long-term because I wanted to have kids and I wanted to make sure that I could raise my kids and have the chance to work at the same time. And I knew that wasn't flexible to do physical therapy at home and from home. And so I knew I needed to make a shift. And when I did get pregnant back in 2021, and I was like, I have to find something else. And actually, God led me to this path. I was caught COVID last year this time. Yeah. Two weeks prior to me going on maternity leave, I caught COVID. And in those two weeks, just watching a YouTube video and you were the second video underneath it. And I just on the whim, just watched it. And I was like, oh, this is perfect. I should get into wholesaling and I could just do this from home. I don't have to go back to work. Let me see how it is. And I just started binging your your videos and just watching everything, trying to learn as much as I could. And I was trying to see if I needed a license, if I had to do so much more extra stuff. And it was very simple. And I was like, okay, I'll give myself two weeks, get to learn it and just watch all your videos. And that's what I did. I just, that's how I came into the fields in general. And it was crazy how it just kind of fell into my lap, but like you have been just a stepping stone for me for sure. And that's the only reason I was able to, and for me, I was like, I got to go big. So New York city is where I want to do real estate. And I looked at doing it in PA and a couple other states right around me. But then I was like, oh, well, I can't visit them. And I'm going to have to go out of my way to visit. So I was like, you know what? Let's do it. If it can happen, let me try New York. And I've had a couple deals, actually. This was my biggest one, but this is like, it's been great. And so I'm really enjoying it. Well, that's, that's awesome. What a journey. And so baby came, right? Yes. Yes. Congratulations. Uh Thank you. Thank you. Boy or girl. (laughs) Boy. Boy. Okay. That's that's your first. 
first. Mm-hmm. Okay. How's yeah. baby doing? Are you sleeping? Yeah, he's sleeping. He's doing good. <laughs> you get sleep at nights too? Yeah. Still working on it. <laughs> well, that's something I know all too well, babies. We have, uh, I don't know if you know, we have 10. So I did see that. That's a blessing. Our youngest is two now. And um, she's not a, both our two year old and our three, they're about 18 months apart, our three and a half year old. Neither one of them are, are good sleepers. So, okay. Yeah, my wife and I joke that we'll sleep when we're dead. That's kind of like our job. But uh, but good for you. And that's, that's awesome that that life Thank circumstance you. kind of brought you full circle mm-hmm. to this business. And yeah. congratulations on on binging my channel, watching, and then yeah. taking action. Yeah. You know, a lot of people yeah. watch, and then it's kind of like a someday thing. Uh-huh. You know, they don't actually take it to the next step, which is applying that information and, and doing something, mm-hmm. getting on the phones. You did that yeah. and you're starting to see yes. the results of that. So congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. Let's, let's talk about your deal because it's really okay. exciting. Mm-hmm. It's uh, So let's first talk about how you found this deal. So tell us that. Yeah, a lot of cold calling. <laughs> Just cold calling, cold calling. And it actually came from an agent that said, I have an off-market deal. Mm-hmm. And um, I had called him asking him if he, about this one Harlem deal. And he was like, oh, we already have it under contract, but if it falls through, I'll let you know. And I said, okay. And then a week later, he called me, I have something off market. And uh, I was like, okay. And so unrelated. Gave- so it wasn't the deal initially, no. it was a yeah. different deal. Yeah. yeah. Which shows you yeah. how powerful those relationships are. Yeah. I, I, w- yeah. I, I would go to tell, I would go to say that the majority of the deals I get from agents are not from the deal I originally called about, but a different mm-hmm. deal yes. later. Right. So yeah. Okay, yes. so that's what happened. So they call you back uh-huh. with this with this different deal. Uh-huh. And, keep and I just, I was like, oh yeah, this is great. And so um, he took me to see it and everything and met the owner. The owner wanted to sell for 1.85. And um, my husband was with me and my husband's a great negotiator. Mm-hmm. And so I actually, that was my first deal. This is my first deal. Yeah. And I was like, can you do all the talking so I can kind of learn? <laughs> I was like, I've def- I've watched all your videos, but I'm I'm nervous now. Yeah. Now to sit here and negotiate. And yeah. he was like, Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Um, you can learn from it and just keep it going and chime in if you want to and okay. everything. Yeah. So he started negotiating, negotiating, and then um, I just kind of came in halfway through, and I was kind of using the method of just being able to relate to them. And for him, he wanted to keep it in as being African-American. He wanted to give it to another African-American. Mm-hmm. So he wanted to give the deal away to another African-American. So I was like, just kind of like being relatable in that sense to him. Cause I, I caught on. And so we had a, a conversation, an in-depth conversation, and we just kind of build rapport. And after a week of he was just calling. He was like, okay, do you guys really want this property? And I was like, well, we will be taking the property, but we're going to have it assignable as well, just in case we don't actually take on the contract. So, and, Christina, so Christina, so I'll make sure I understand the mm-hmm. seller wanted to sell it to another African-American. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yes. And so yeah. being, being African-American, you and your husband, you kind of had a, like a leg up. So he's willing yeah. to talk to you about it. Gotcha. Yes. Okay. Great. Yes. This was this was in Harlem, correct? Yes. Makes sense. He was trying to keep it within Harlem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
He's okay. been there for many years and he knows so many people on the block and no, he just wanted you, to keep them. When you told him you possibly might assign the contract, was he worried about who the assignee would be? He was a little worried about that. He just said, make sure it was someone else that was African-American. Um, I didn't really market it for just African-American. I just yeah. marketed it in general. <laughs> Not sure um, how you would do that, but yeah. Yeah, that's what I did. <laughs> yeah. But it actually is someone who is African-American. Half. So your buyer ended up being African-American. Yeah. Mm -hmm. okay. Okay. yeah. 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 So it worked out. <laughs> now, how did that, it just happen to work out that way or? Um, you know, my, it was actually my husband's, um, like investor. Okay, so he knew. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it was good. Uh, but there was a lot of people that were interested in the deal because of the price. Yeah. Cause you don't really find that now and where Harlem's going, you don't find that price anymore. The only thing that was hard was to find someone to buy it. Um, because it's nine units, you had to make sure it's rent stabilized. And so this was so, a multifamily. Yes. So it was a it was a multifamily. Mm -hmm. He was asking initially. He asked one point eight five, and you're yes. you're direct now meeting the seller. He wants one point yes. eight five. And what did you and your husband negotiate it to? One point six. One point six. Yeah. Okay, so that you know, he came down a couple hundred thousand, mm -hmm. and and one point six. What made that a deal? Why was one point six a deal? What what's the value of this property? This property is like two point two. Okay, uh, really great upside. But the only problem is a lot of hard work for the investor who does buy it because they want to take it out of rent stabilizing. Now explain that. What yeah. does that mean, rent stabilizing? So if it's above five units, you have to get. Um, you have to basically, it's the rents can't really change. So yeah. basically it's a, it's a, it's a governmental price fixing to, to provide affordable housing in a very expensive t area is basically what that is. Right. Okay. But yeah. what that means is it means, um, you know, when you price fix rents, you're also price fixing value because if the market wants to pay more, like if the demand's willing to pay more, um, then it's going to limit the value of a multifamily because the value of multifamily is what the income it produces is. So if you're able to raise income, you raise value, right? Because it's all about net operating income with, with uh, commercial yeah. assets. Mm -hmm. So anyway, that price fixing rent stabilization mm -hmm. also made it so that there was a value, probably a kind of a fixed value. Yeah. Know? Yeah. But so you're saying that was around 2.2 though was a was what that property's value was. Yeah. But to get it out of rent stabilized it's going to cost quite a bit on the investor's end. So there yeah. is a way to pull it out of rent stabilization with mm -hmm. uh, okay. Okay, so you have to do certain things and then you can pull it out of that rent stabilization. Is that mm -hmm. is that is that how that yes. works? Yes. Okay, yeah. I see. Great. Okay. Yes. Oh, that's interesting. So is that what the investor's plan was, is to pull it out of rent stabilization? Yes, that's what majority of them are going to do. So that's why it didn't give too much wiggle room on what we could assign it for, because you want to make sure they're still able to pay for the rental and um, for the renovations. Okay, yeah. so yeah. it must so be means... they have to do a certain amount of probably improvements to, to pull it out of rent stabilization. Yes, yes. Okay which meant they would have to invest a lot of money, which meant it had to be a good deal to allow for all of that cost to renovate. 
Yes. Yes. Gotcha. Okay. Great. Okay. But it was still 1.6 was a great deal. Oh yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you had a lot of interest and you found a buyer that, that wanted that. I'm curious at, at, you know, that price point, uh, how did the buyer finance that purchase with you? So there was a couple ways he was looking to finance it. One way he was looking to get a bank to do a bridge loan mm-hmm. where he can get the renovation loan and purchase for the property okay. um, under one loan for that one 2.2 value. Gotcha. Um, yeah. But he couldn't end up getting that because I guess all personal reasons, he wasn't able to get that. But he did get a bank that would finance the 1.6. But now he has to come out of pocket for renovations or hard money. I'm not sure what he's going to end up doing. Mm-hmm. But he got the bank. Gotcha. So he yes. got financing, traditional oh, financing. Yes. And what price did you did you assign it to? I yeah, I signed it for fifty, fifty thousand. Okay, mm-hmm. fifty thousand. Okay, yes. so one six five was his price. One six yeah. was your price. So yeah. fifty thousand dollar assignment. Yes. Yeah. All right. Let's yeah. go, Christina. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thousand guys, leave a comment. Say, Christina, you are a flipping genius. Uh, A fifty thousand dollar assignment is pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, that was a great first property for sure. You know what though? If you think about it, in comparison to the price, so you have it at one six, Mm -hmm. one six to one six five. That's the same as like is like you know sixty to sixty five, right? It's like because it's proportionately more because it's it's the value is significantly higher. So that's what I love about high end is honestly the work it took you to meet the seller, sign a contract, find a buyer and do an assignment. That process is no different when you do a $3,000 or a $5,000 assignment as a $50,000 assignment. It's no different. Same work, same time, same energy. There's a seller, there's a buyer, there's a closing, all everything is the same. Except you made fifty thousand, not five thousand. See yeah. the difference. Mm-hmm. So that I mean, if you think about it from that perspective, that's why mm-hmm. higher price points can make you so much more money in in real estate. Yes, yes, so yeah. I'm, it I'm definitely just so excited was, for you. That's phenomenal. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you so much. It definitely was something that I was like, "Is this going to be every deal?" It definitely isn't every <laughs> deal. Uh, yeah. But you got to find some gems, and there are. And as long as you put in the work, you definitely find something. Yeah, I love yeah. that advice. That's great advice. Yeah. In fact, uh, you know, you said you've done a couple deals mm-hmm. so far in your journey. You know, you've got this deal and some other ones under your belt. Mm-hmm. What has been the biggest thing that you've learned so far in the business that you could share with somebody that's listening and maybe they're working on their first deal? Um, I would work on character. Coming to the owner like they're a person and not just a deal, uh, because I think that goes a long way for sure. I've gotten so many deals where they just, no, not interested, hang up the phone and I'll just send them a text. But if you are, and just a nice text back to them. And two weeks later, I get the call back and be like, you, you know, actually I've gotten so many calls, but you were the nicest one. And so I'm going with you. and so. I think that's the biggest thing with the real estate is you're going to be talking to these people all the time is to bring characters to your, um, whatever you do, just try to be who you're supposed to be in those moments. 
Well, I love that you say that, Christina. I mean, I just met you, but I can see that you have that type of personality. I mean, you smile, you're friendly, you're so nice, you're very inviting. So that's a strength you have that uh, is going to go really far because people want to do business with people they know, like, and trust. And you naturally evoke trust because you, you try that, you try to be that way and you're being true to your character and you are a kind, nice, loving person. And so that's going to come across. And sellers are in distress. Uh, a lot yeah. of times with sellers that we're helping in this business, um, they need someone to you know, emotionally give them a hug. They need someone to feel their pain, to empathize with what they're going through. And uh, that's something that I that I actually struggle with. I have a very strong like masculine energy. And mm-hmm. I have to really work on developing that side of me, right? To to have empathy and to be considerate and understanding of what someone might be going through. Um, yeah. I've been doing it so long now that it's easy for me to just see numbers and not people. And so I have to work on that a lot. Uh, whereas you naturally have kind of a nurturing instinct and and keep developing that, Christina. That's going to really help you be thank super you. successful thank in this business. So thank you for sharing thank that. You. I love that advice. Thank you. Thank you. So Devin wants to know how many properties have you? So I, I wanted to ask you this too. Oh, you answered it. So you got started around this time a year ago. So maybe a little before, was it Was it, it was during the pandemic in 2021? Is that what you said? Yeah, it was last December. And okay. from last December till now, I've wholesaled 10 deals. and But I've actually buy and held a couple deals. So I have now four properties that I've buy and hold. Um, but I've done that in PA. So I'm okay. buying and holding in PA just to keep more profit. Yeah. Good for you. Yeah. So guys, 10 deals in your first year. Amazing, Christina. You you are a flipping genius. Congratulations. That's awesome. Thank what you. an inspiration. I hope you guys are inspired by Christina. I hope you see her, what she's done in this year and, and sharing her story motivating to you guys if if you're on the fence and you're thinking man i just i just i don't quite have enough to get started i want to pressure you to to overcome that and just start start the process pick up the phone start making the calls doing the work um christina's living proof that it can happen and it can happen very quickly too 